Week 5 is ready to go. But first, we gotta go to London, governor! Jesus. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and over on Facebook for the time being. Dennis M. Roy over there. How's everybody doing? Uh, it is Sunday morning. I'm getting this podcast out a little bit late. Uh, I was up until midnight, finishing almost midnight, finishing up the uh, write-up for week five. I had a lot of shit I had to get done. On Saturday, that's uh, life as a single homeowner. So, uh, but we got everything done. Uh, do like the write up itself. I think it was very easy to put together. I had the players in there pretty much Saturday morning. Um, but like I said, I had a lot of stuff to get done. I had a lot of yard work that had to get done. Um, you know, living in Wisconsin, you want to get that shit done before. Starts getting a little bit colder, even though you know you'd be outside raking leaves, mowing lawn, mowing the leaves, all that bullshit stuff. So it is what it is. But uh, let's take a look at the London game first, and then we'll get into the week five write up. Um, there is uh, Facebook Live, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central Time. Uh, so definitely remember to be there. I'll be going over everything in there as well. Um, so if you're listening to this now and it's almost time for the 8 o'clock, uh, you can go ahead and just turn off the podcast. You can go over to Facebook if you want. And any questions that you have over there, I will be more than happy to answer. So here we go. We got New York Jets at, at quote-unquote, at Atlanta in London. Uh, this is the first of two in a row. There's one next weekend as well. Um, Atlanta opened as four-point favorites. 44 was the over-under. Atlanta dropped to three-point favorite. 45 over-under here. Uh, see, the line seems to be pretty, pretty good here. <clears throat> so I am focusing more on the offenses uh, rather than the defenses for the single game and uh, for the single game contest. Uh, Captain Mode, all that type of stuff. So, uh, just going to give you the guys that I really like. I do like Zach Wilson. Um, Atlanta pass defense, 28th in the league, in, according to DVOA uh, from Football Outsiders, and then 30th in points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, running backs, the only really running back that I really have any interest in here would be Michael Carter. Um, Really good pricing over on Yahoo, 16th highest priced uh, player. He's 6th highest priced on FanDuel, ninth highest priced over on DK. Atlanta, 21st in rush defense DVOA, 16th versus running backs in the passing game, 20th in points allowed to the position overall. 
Not my favorite. I'd rather stick to the passing game in here. I do think that Atlanta will get ahead in here, and the Jets will have to play keep up. So, wide receivers, I do love. I love Corey Davis in this matchup. Atlanta thirtieth in DVOA for versus wide receiver ones will be covered by Fabian Moreau uh, and Jamison Crowder. Um, basically, the same, almost the same price as uh, Corey Davis in here. 29th in DVOA versus wide receiver twos. That's what we like. We'll handle the slot. Uh, going against uh, backup Darren Hall as uh, a slot corner. Isaiah Oliver has been put on IR for the season. That was marked in the spreadsheet. Uh, Atlanta 28th in points allowed to opposing wide receivers. So I do like that spot, especially, especially since we have no Tyler Croft for this game at tight end. Uh, do not trust Ryan Griffin, Trevin Wesco, or Daniel Brown at tight end, and Atlanta is beatable via the tight end. So, like what I like to do um, when you get a good matchup in there, you have a decent matchup for slots. You can kind of mix and match in there, uh, especially if you have a three entry max. Uh, definitely, definitely uh, something to consider there. Uh, I will take a look Yahoo and DraftKings at New York Jets defense. Uh, Atlanta is 31st in points allowed to opposing teams' defenses. This defense, basically the secondary, likes to keep everything right in front of it. It's not an unbeatable defense, um, or pass defense, I should say. But they like to keep everything in front, so they don't want you to they, – they won't let you get beat deep. So, basically – it's a good defense. You can run on it. Uh, it turns itself into more of a run-funneling defense. So um, in this matchup with Matt Ryan, uh, it's plausible to use them. DraftKings, you're getting an actually really good price on them, but I'm probably going to stay away from it. Although you could make the argument because Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage are both out this week for Atlanta. Uh, that that defense might not be uh, a terrible spot to to actually go. Uh, most people will be on the offenses in this one. That brings us over to the Atlanta side. You got Matt Ryan, pass defense for the New York Jets, 19th in DVOA, uh, fifth in points allowed to the quarterback position. So at his price, Matt Ryan, is he worthy of a spot? <clears throat> quarterbacks are always high in showdown slate so might be the spot if you're looking for the offensive piece to really kind of fade matt ryan might be the guy that you might want to do that but overall quarterback points you know tend to be a little bit higher um so you really have to determine if there really isn't a player that you like that's going to get you know that 14 they're allowing what 14.3 on FanDuel, 14.5 on DraftKings. so you have to decide if a player that maybe you could put in beside, aside from Matt Ryan, if they're going to be a player that can bring you those points, if not more. Um, I think if if it's a non-upside player, maybe you just skip it. And that's going to kind of bring us to, like, say, Mike Davis uh, at running back. The Jets are 15th in rush defense DVOA, 25th in DVOA 
uh, versus the running back. 31st in points overall to uh, the running back position. 29.4 on FanDuel, 34.4 on DraftKings. So, um, <clears throat> showdown slate, we don't have to worry about positions. So, Corderell Patterson, of course, um, is going to be the most popular uh, player on this on this one-game slate. Uh, you just have to decide if you're willing to put him into your captain spot. He's going to be very, um, he's he's very highly priced. He's going to be highly used in there. I think most people are going to fade Matt Ryan and just go right to the running back there. Um, I will take a look at Mike Davis in this matchup, but uh, more likely than not, I'm going to Corderell Patterson. If you look at the wide receivers, there's going to be four available here. So you got Tajay Sharp, Olamides Akisis, uh, Christian Blake, and Frank Darby. Jets, uh, 29th in DVOA versus the wide receiver ones, 20th versus wide receiver twos, 11th versus the wide receiver plus. Uh, but they're only th- third in uh, points allowed to the wide receiver position at 23.1 on FanDuel and 28.9 on DraftKings. So if we actually take a look at the chart here, the target chart, let's see who would be the guy that actually makes out the most. Uh, Tajay Sharp should fill that number one role. But I do have some uh, interest in Zakesis here, but uh, it's not it's not overall it's not the greatest the greatest matchup on the board. Um, that kind of brings us over to the tight end position in Kyle Pitts. Um, Jets are 18th in DVOA versus t- uh, the tight end. Eighth in points allowed to the tight end at 6.8 and 8.9. But will he be getting more of the target value or volume now that uh, both Ridley and Gage are both out? And that answer is should be yes. Now, they did a good job at targeting him last week. He got nine targets. Uh, turn that into four receptions for 50 yards. So on a full-point PBR site like DraftKings, that would turn into nine points. Had a 21% target share. Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, you can make an argument for Hayden Hurst, but for uh, really Hayden Hurst has only had, let's see, four targets, one target, one target, four targets. So it's very up and down. Kyle Pitts, 8-6-3, because we have no clue why the fuck he only got three in that game, and nine targets. So he should be the main benefactor of Calvin Ridley being out. Um, You would hope, at least. Other than that, it would really be Quarterell Patterson um, out there. Now, there has been some talk, too, about Wayne Gallman possibly taking over for Mike Davis if Mike Davis continues to really uh, not get the job done on the ground. So would I consider Wayne Gallman Jr.? And I don't think I can. Um, I think this is Mike Davis and Corderell Patterson. Corderell Patterson, of course, being the best one. Uh, Atlanta Falcons defense... You can make a case for 32nd in DVP rank. Points allowed to opposing team. Jets are 32nd in (laughs) points allowed to opposing team's defenses. Uh, 12.5 points 
Atlanta could get it done, but they, they just have so many injuries. So many injuries on that defense that it might make it hard. I think this is going to be a pretty good game. So I'm going to fade the defenses. You can look at the kickers. Um, Jets are 31st in points allowed to opposing teams' kickers. Uh, Atlanta is fifth overall. So if you're going to pick a kicker, Young Ho Koo. Young Ho Koo. So don't be afraid. Young Ho Koo could be the play. Um, especially if you don't want to look at the wide receivers here. Um, you got Corderell Patterson. You know, you're spending up for Corderell Patterson and Zach Wilson at quarterback. Um, definitely consider that Young Ho. That Young Ho Koo. But we got to get into week five. <clears throat> go through this real quick. Um, wasn't really that difficult this week um, as much as I kind of looked at the week and thought, you know, as far as winners and losers team-wise, uh, there's a lot of games that are kind of up in the air, but I'm picking out uh, players for the write-up. It wasn't all that difficult, so of course you never know. Could be wrong. Everybody else out there could be looking at something completely different. There, this is going to be pretty, pretty <clears throat> spread out this week, um, except for where we're hitting our value at running back, of course, but. Uh, Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Quarterbacks cash. Kyler Murray is at the top. First across the board, 8,541 and 8,000. Hard not like Kyler in this spot, considering all the offense runs through him at quarterback. 49ers, 27th in pass defense, DVOA, 28th in points allowed to quarterbacks. Niners should be able to stick around for a while in this game, and even if the Cardinals pull away, they should keep pouring it on against a divisional opponent. I like Kyler Murray. Uh, If you can pay up, go ahead and pay up for him. Daniel Jones, 7,425 and 6,000, good for 9th, 16th, and 12th. Uh, some folks are going to pass on Jones and spot against the Cowboys. And while I, uh, boy, that's a real shit set, sentence, are going to, uh, in a spot against the Cowboys. And while I might go the way may go, good Lord, how did that not get caught? Jesus. I may go the way of the next quarterback on my list. But I do like the spot against Dallas even when others don't. Cowboys ninth and pass defense DVOA, but 29th and points allowed to the quarterback position. Um, why is that a ninth-ranked pass defense? Turnovers. Uh, if you understand that Jones may throw a pick or two and can live with it, we should see a high volume of throwing. Uh, Giants try to keep up with the Cowboys. And remember that Danny Dimes loves to run. He loves to run. Okay. If you thought Sam Darnold was impressive on the ground last week versus Dallas, just wait until this week. So I do expect him to have a couple of turnovers in this game, but it is a really good spot. They're going to have to play keep up here. So if you don't like it, if you don't want to trust it for cash, that's fine. We move on to the next guy. Who is that guy? Joe Burrow. 7,029 and 6,100. Good for 14th, 9th, and 10th. Uh, Am I attacking my Packers? Yes. Uh, Packers secondary is a mess right now. All-pro cornerback Jair Alexander now on IR. Uh, outside of the safeties, the corners are either inexperienced or have just played like shit. Packers 20, 20th in pass defense DVOA and 17th in points allowed to the quarterback position. Now, those numbers went down 
or got stronger only because they faced quarterback Ben Roethlisberger last week. Otherwise, they were 25th in DVOA and 28th in DVP before the matchup. So it's a really good matchup even before the Jair Alexander injury. Uh, it's just kind of opened up one more spot. That's kind of the problem. So um, it's definitely a spot to attack, and I would expect the Packers to play along as well. i like to play even more now that Joe Mixon is expected to play. It uh, gives the Packers even more to be concerned about. So there's our three cash game guys, you know, from top to bottom uh, in terms of price. So GPPs, Dak Prescott, 8,134 and 6,900, good for third, third, and fifth. Uh, isn't anything against Dak, but he's a bit too efficient since uh, been too, a bit too efficient since the game against the Buccaneers in Week One. Uh, it's not to say that he can't pay off his price tag in the spot; it's rather high, uh, but it might be a little tough with how much the Cowboys have started to commit to the run the past three weeks. Giants are 24th in pass defense DVOA, 23rd in points allowed to the quarterback position, so they are not a defense to fear. Uh, they'll also be missing DB Jabril Peppers, and both James Bradbury and Adoree Jackson haven't been great either. Uh, James Bradbury has been able to get beat deep uh, by faster wide receivers. It wouldn't uh, it wouldn't have to take a total pivot off the running game if you go here, in my opinion, but you want him to throw at least four TDs to have a chance at value. Uh, four points per passing TD. So look at four. You got 16. Um, his yardage has been down, which means, like I said, you're going to need four TDs for him because uh, you're looking at probably about $24 and that you want to get or 24 points out of him to hit the 3X value. So it's going to take a lot of touchdowns. Uh, with him being as efficient as it is. He looks like what Ryan Tannehill has the last two years. That's basically what it is. Derek Carr, 7,132 and 6,100, go for 12, 7, and 10. Uh, probably wouldn't look to a quarterback against the Bears, except that Carr has been really good at home, and the Bears' secondary is terrible. Add in plenty of good target options for Carr, and he has all the makings of a do-or-die GPP play. The Bears are 10th in pass defense DVOA and 10th in points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. The Raiders also haven't been running the ball with extreme effectiveness this season, and the Bears happen to be pretty good against running backs, which should allow Carr to keep a heavy throwing load. I'd also expect the Bears to play along somewhat against this defense, which is losing secondary pieces by the day. Uh, they just put two DBs on IR uh, for the Vegas Raiders. Trayvon Mullen went to IR, and David, Damon Arnett went to IR. So... Um, Hobbs is still there in the slot, and then you have uh, Casey Hayward on the one side. Uh, but Amika Robertson, who is a guy that we wanted to attack, um, that is the guy I'm looking at. I'm thinking because it, we'll get it, it to it in Allen Robinson, but my thinking is that they'll put Robertson actually on Robinson, just because Justin Fields has been looking Darnell Mooney's way, uh, which they'll probably put their best corner on him, which would be Casey Hayward. So Casey Hayward on Mooney, Amik Robertson on Allen Robinson. Trey Lance. Ugh, 
6,923 and 5,700 good for 16, 19, 15. Uh, Cardinals third in pass defense DVOA, ninth in points allowed to quarterbacks. Arizona has been getting beat through the uh, has been getting beat in the right spots, and I believe that Lance can get it done at his price point. Lance is going to be a bitch for the Cardinals to contain with his running ability, and has the arm to beat these uh, quarterbacks on the outside who we who we have liked to attack this season. Uh, he's a real risk, so I want to go heavy on him. Um. If you don't want to go there and you want a quarterback exposure, if you want to stack the game, go with Kyler Murray. Um, if you pay down, of course, then you go to Trey Lance. But this is not a for sure thing uh, against this Arizona defense. Um, George Kittle is also out of this game too. So that's another passing option for him. Uh that's not there, basically. So, another rookie, Trevor Lawrence, sixty-five hundred, twenty-four and fifty-eight hundred. This is probably actually safer. Twenty-third, uh, seventeenth, and fourteenth. So, the Titans have been dreadful on pass defense, where they are twenty-fifth in DVOA, twenty-first in points allowed to the quarterback position. Excuse me. If there ever was a spot for Lawrence to get the job done, it is in this matchup against Tennessee, where they will have to compete with a Titans offense that will pound Jacksonville on the ground with running back Derrick Henry and occasional throws from quarterback Ryan Tannehill. So you got a team in Jacksonville that's going to be, that should be playing from behind against a more superior offense. Um, <laughs> you got the whole Urban Meyer scandal to. Uh, from last Thursday, so who knows what happens if this team comes out firing or not. Um, but it is a really good spot, so I'll take a shot on it in GPP. Running back, Cash, Derrick Henry at the top, first across the board, 10,442 and 9,000. Jacksonville's 14th in rush defense DVOA, 19th in DVOA versus the RB in the passing game, while 25th in points allowed to the RB position. May still be hard to jam him in, even with all the value options that I've given this week at the other RB spots, uh, wide receivers and tight end outside of FanDuel, uh, which always allows you to be able to do it. Henry has a good history against the Jags, so carefully consider getting him in there if you can. Just don't ruin the rest of your lineup to get it done. What that means is don't, if you're really happy with a guy, um, uh, you know, a couple of the players and you feel that you need to drop down to a lesser tier wide receiver, for instance, which is most most of the time where you're going, um, you don't you don't have don't have to do it. You don't have to um, jam Derrick Henry in there. Okay. Um, there's plenty of options here, uh, especially paying down at running back. Um, and then you can just go with, you know, the higher end wide receivers if you want to, who are in really good spots this week. Zeke Elliott, 8,032 and 7,000 good for six, four and eighth. Uh, also available here, Tony Pollard, if Zeke Elliott cannot make it a go this week. Uh, 5,617 and 5,600, good for 33rd, 27th, and 21st. Elliott is dealing with a minor knee issue, but is fully expected to play this week against the Giants, who are 26th in rush defense DVOA, 5th in DVOA versus running back in the passing game, 
while 18th in points allowed to the RB position. Zeke is going to eat against this defense, and if he is not able to go, you can just go ahead and lock in Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard would be the cash. I uh, would definitely be a cash option uh, if Zeke is not there. I wouldn't get cute and use Pollard if Zeke is going, as Elliott has dominated and been getting all the TDs the past two weeks. So he's the one that's been kind of down there in the red zone. So no Pollard if Zeke is available, please. Um, Pollard 100% if Zeke is out. Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 7,300, 21, and 6,900. Good for 11, 14, and 9. Uh, there's no way he shouldn't have been priced up by now. He has the full backfield share uh, between carries and targets. Faces Denver defense ninth and rush defense DVOA second in DVOA versus the RB in the passing game, as well as first in points allowed to the RB position. Why is he in there? Denver has not faced a really good running back yet this season, so this will be the first real test for the defense. Also, I would expect this game to stay close throughout, uh, which will keep him very active. More of a cash-slash-GPP play in reality, but it's a good one. Uh, get some shares in GPP if not using in cash. Leonard Fournette, 6,400, 18, and 5,200. Good for 21st, 23rd, and 27th. Dolphins, 20th in rush defense DVOA, 3rd in DVOA versus the running back in the passing game, while 29th in points allowed to the RB position. Even if Gio Bernard is active, the real meat is on the ground, which officially belongs to Fournette, as the Bucks have all but given up on running back Ronald Jones. Start with confidence is a really nice value on all sites. Last cash game running back, Damian Williams of the Chicago Bears. 5,800, 18, and 5,600 go for 28th, 23rd, 21st. The Bears lost running back David Montgomery to IR, which leaves Williams in the lead role for this backfield. The Raiders are 18th in rush defense DVOA, 22nd in DVOA versus the running back in the passing game, while 26 in points allowed to the RB position. The Bears will still want to be somewhat careful with fields in the passing game, so I'd expect a heavy workload for Damian with a little bit of running back Khalil Herbert as well complimenting him. I'm really into Williams this week as a cash option. Uh, Missing from this cash breakdown of running backs is one Damian Harris of the New England Patriots, 6,500, 19, and 5,500, good for 19th, 20th, and 24th. I'm going to tell you why here in a second. So it's a really good matchup against the Houston Texans. They are, the New England Patriots are going to be down four offensive linemen. So all backups, um, two or three of them were just brought up from the practice squad yesterday. So with the way that New England's been handling the running back as far as, I mean, even if they're in a tight game, they completely got away from it. I don't expect them to be behind um, but it really, to me, it just feels like they're trying to figure out who the number two and number threes are on this team. So, um, Damian Harris has been kind of getting bit, does not receive a lot of work in the passing game. Bad offensive. It basically just makes him a bad offensive line. If you're all your starters are not on there. So. I'm staying away from him. I think he could be the trap and everything goes through Mac Jones. Um, If you want to use Damian Harris, if you don't believe me, it's fine. But realize that you're going to need 15 points out of him. So what you really need 
from him since everything's on the ground. You need at least 90 yards and a touchdown. You want to kind of hit that 15 points. Can he get there? Sure, but unlike most running backs, it, it it's more difficult for him to get there. I do like him. It's just, I mean, Damian Williams and Leonard Fournette down there, um, guys who can get it done in the passing game as well. Um, it's just, for me, I'm not trusting a New England running back. And I don't know why anybody would trust a New England running back right now. Um, just like in past years for their cash games. GPP, we have Dalvin Cook, 9,037 and 8,400, third, third, and fourth. Uh, Cook really belongs in cash, but we still have no idea if he's at full strength yet. That moves him to GPP where he faces the Lions rush defense. This is a really good matchup. Uh, 30th and 32nd in <laughs> rush defense, 30th and 32nd in DVOA versus the running back in the passing game. Uh, while well, 32nd in points allowed to the RB position. Madison, of course, moves to cash if Cook is out, but Matt, uh, Cook is supposed to play. Uh, but pay attention anyways. Uh, really good matchup. I'm going to have a couple of shares of Dalvin Cook. It's a lot. It's an even better spot for him than it is Henry uh, against Jacksonville. So I'm going to take a shot. There's talks that... You know, at least for this week, that him and Madison are going to split. Um, and I believe that. But I'm still going to take a shot in GPP. You're paying down. You're paying down tremendously from Derrick Henry in the spot, and it's a really good spot. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have my shares. Kareem Hunt of the Cleveland Browns, 7,021, 5,800, good for 15th, 14th, and 19th. Uh, Chargers, 25th in rush defense, DVOA 6, and DVOA versus running backs in the passing game, while 15th and points allowed to RBs. I do like running back Nick Chubb in this game, but Hunt is the one who's getting the targets. I like using RBs against LA, LA, and because of... Oh, and because of Vegas' terrible running game, this is last week. It made Ellie's numbers look better than what they really are. Uh, before facing the Raiders, they were 31st in rush defense DVOA and 20th in DVOA versus the RB in the passing game, while 26 in points allowed. So you see how one game can really, you know, you got to be careful. You got to be careful sometimes. Sometimes you have to look behind the numbers to find the real answer. That's why I put that tracking bar underneath there. Uh, so you can see the trends on there. That's This is specifically why. Um, because we could miss out on an option um, for us uh, because we're looking at just current week numbers and not you know how it's been trending each and every week. Chase Edmonds, 6,200, 19, and 5,900. Good for 23rd, 20th, and 16th. Or James Conner. 6,319 and 5,600, good for 22nd, 20th, and 21st. Now, Edmonds is questionable with a shoulder and will be a game-time decision against San Francisco. Niners are 17th in rush defense DVOA, 28th in DVOA versus the RB in the passing game, while 22nd in points allowed to the RB position. Like the spot for Edmonds, as he's the primary pass catcher out of the backfield, and almost no one will use him in DFS because the Cardinals are playing in the late afternoon. 
You can also do an easy switch out to Connor if he should happen to sit, and you will then have an RB with the backfield all to himself. Connor would be good for cash if we get early news before lock that Chase is sitting, so keep your ears open. I doubt we're going to hear that. Uh, that's going to probably that's going to come, you know, bef- right before the game. So you're looking at oh, an hour, an hour before. So everything's going there. The nice part is that they're pricing is right there. So uh, FanDuel, if you leave yourself $100 uh, on the board, you can make that switch out real easily. Um, Yahoo and DK, you don't have to worry about it. You can easily just go right straight to Connor as the pivot. So I do like the play. Um, Not using Connor if Edmonds is there. I would prefer to have the pass catching running back. So um, play by ear. I mean, if 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 you want to use Connor, even though Chase Edmonds is there, I get it. He's been getting the touchdowns at the goal line, um, but just understand that that could complete that could completely fail, um, just because Edmonds can you know get a pass from say Kyler Murray, uh, especially if you're game stacking. I would probably prefer Edmonds. Uh, as one of the target options for Kyler Murray if you're going with Kyler Murray as your quarterback. So, um, yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about it. Uh, Let's see here. Let's get through this really quick with wide receivers. Cash, Devontae Adams, of course, at the top. Uh, Adams is going to have to play a big part in the Packers' offense. They're going to pull off the victory in Cincinnati. Bengals 22nd in DVOA versus wide receiver 115th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. Uh, he's also going to see cornerback Eli Apple in, co- in coverage, which is a tough t- uh, task, for, which is not a tough task for his talent. Uh, but I'm not forcing him into my lineups unless game stacking. Uh, but he's also not as ex- as expensive as the top priced option either, so it's doable. Um, usually, usually you'll find a wide receiver closer to nine thousand on Yahoo and DK as a number one option. So it is, it is still a cheap option. Uh, so you, you can definitely consider it. Justin Jefferson, 8,032, 7,700, good for second across the board. Faces Alliance defense, 25th in DVOA versus wide receiver one, 14th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. He also gets to take on a dynamic duo of Bobby Price and Amani Aru Aware. That's sarcasm, folks. They both suck ass. DJ Moore, 7920 and 7400 good for third, 16th, and fourth. Uh, that price on Yahoo is fucking ridiculous. Um, that's ridiculously cheap. Eagles, 31st in DVOA versus wide receiver one, 11th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. Moore also faces cornerback Steven Nelson, who has no competition. Also, it's fucking DJ Moore. Okay, he's on a tear right now, Dar- him and Darnold. Uh, really good rapport. I do like Robbie Anderson just a little bit, um, but DJ Moore is the only one that made the lineup. I don't think that game shoots out. That's why I kind of stayed away from it a bit. Debo Samuel, 7,724 and 7,100 for 4th, 10th, and 7th. This is probably the guy that I'm paying up for in cash. I have not made the lineups yet. Debo's the only passing target I have any trust in this season with tight end George Kittle headed to IR and fellow wide receiver Brandon Ayuk playing like absolute horse shit. 
Uh, the Cardinals are 20th in DVOA versus wide receiver one, 25th in points allowed to wide receivers while throwing cornerback uh, Robert Alford at him this week. You want to start Debo in this matchup as he has been a guy that rookie quarterback Trey Lance trusts. So Debo's going to make his way into my lineup, uh, which means I'll have less exposure to the next guy. Chris Godwin, 7,626 and 6,300 go for 6th, 5th, and 14th. Uh, Miami has issues covering the slot and our 14th in DVOA versus the wide receiver two, while 12th in points allowed to the wide receiver position this season. He will also be covered by cornerback Justin Coleman, who, when he's in the slot, I like his price more on DraftKings, but we'll look at him for GPPs on FanDuel and Yahoo as well. Uh, that DraftKings price, though, is really good, really solid. Jamar Chase, 7,320 and 5,800, good for 10, 16, and 23rd. Uh, his price is going up, although it's still really palatable on Yahoo and DraftKings. Faces the Packers defense, 7th in DVOA versus the wide receiver, 1. I said that's with Alexander. And 10th in points allowed to the wide receivers. He is Burrow's main target in this offense with or without the return of wide receiver T. Higgins, who is back this week. He will see both rookie cornerback Eric Stokes, who has done well this season, and cornerback Kevin King, who's a bag of dicks who shouldn't be on a team. He continues his pace. He continues his pace this week towards the offensive rookie of the year crown. Uh yeah, of course, FanDuel uh uh DraftKings really Really good price. I don't know why they did not bring that one up, but uh, Jamar Chase is the guy that I will have in most of my cash game lineups as well, uh, him and Debo. Keenan Allen, 7,225 and 6,500, good for 11th, 6th, and 11th. Numbers won't show up, but Allen has a really good matchup against the Browns and cornerback Troy Hill. This defense is good, but they can be beat across the middle, and Herbert will need to get passes out quickly, which benefits Keenan Allen. Deontay Johnson, Pittsburgh, 7,020 and 6,500. Good for 13, 16, 11. Uh, we've been here before. He's the main target for Big Ben and facing a Broncos team that is 13th in DVOA versus the wide receiver one, 13th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. He's also expected to not face rookie cornerback Patrick Sertain II, who is thought to be sitting this one out. Um, so it would put quarterback Ronald Darby on him, who is coming fresh off the IR, so he should be a little rusty in coverage. CeeDee Lamb, 6,924 and 6,200, good for 15th, 10th, and 15th. Uh, fellow wide receiver Amari Cooper is dealing with a hamstring injury, which he got last week against the Panthers, so I'm fading him, even though I like the spot he's in and he is expected to play. Lamb should see plenty of targets on the other side and in the slot as well. He will be seeing coverage by both Bradbury and Jackson on the outside and at times against slot cornerback Julian Love. Giants are 17th in DVOA against the wide receiver, two, 18th in points allowed to wide receivers. Should lead the team in targets this week, which will give him plenty of opportunity to make up last week when he didn't look like he showed up ready to play. Allen Robinson, 6,116 and 5,500, good for 26. 36 and 27th. Uh, you may not want to play him in cash, but you have to at least consider him in GPPs for the price. Raiders are 8th in DVOA versus the wide, re- wide receiver one pre-entry. And 5th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. I expect quarterbacks Amik Robertson and Casey Hayward to take turns switching off between Robinson and Mooney. Robertson I would expect to cover Robinson the most, considering Fields has had the better rapport with Mooney which the Raiders will want to shut down with Hayward, their best cornerback left. 
Henry Ruggs the third. 5,900, 15, and 5,600 good for 33rd, 40th, and 25th. Ruggs has that low floor slash high ceiling, which makes him a cash slash GPP option. You know I wouldn't list it if I wasn't if I wasn't thinking about taking a shot on it. The Bears are 28th in DVOA versus the wide receiver one, and he will draw primary coverage from who? Cornerback Kendall Vilder with some switch-ups with quarterback Jalen Johnson, who also can't handle Ruggs' speed. He's getting a long one this week, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets two, if we were being honest. If he gets one, he's already paid off. LaVisca Chenault, 5,800, 18, and 4,800, good for 36, 26, and 42. He's going to be a popular option this week because of the discount on him with wide receiver DJ Charkin out, out for the season. Titans are 25th in DVOA versus the wide receiver, too. 32nd in points allowed to the wide receiver position. He's in a really good spot, and Lawrence should be able to find him for a uh, touchdown as well. A lot of good pay-down options this week, I'm just saying. Renfro is that cheap cash option that gives you the high floor with the low ceiling. Share the Bears are 14th in DVOA versus the wide receiver plus, but he will be covered by Duke Shelley in the slot, and that has been a trouble spot for Chicago. Uh... That's also kind of why I like their tight end. Uh, A.J. Green, 5,717 and 5,100 go for 38th, 30th, and 33rd. Green has had six targets in each of the first four games and faces a 49ers defense, 30th in DVOA versus the wide receiver two, but only 16th in points allowed to the wide receiver position this season. He has some nice consistency this season for a cheap price and can pay off his price tag pretty easily if he gets a TD, which, by the way, Kyler looks for him in the end zone. We've talked about attacking the Cardinals on the outside. That's the best spot. You don't want to hit the safeties or in the slot right in the middle. Same goes for the San Francisco 49ers. You want to hit the outside wide receivers and attack from that way. So who's the two main benefactors of that? A.J. Green and DeAndre Hopkins. So if you're going to try Rashad Bateman, if you're going to try Christian Kirk, just be careful with it. The DVOA is good for the wide receiver plus at 17. Uh, and we'll have Dante Johnson in coverage for most of that, but they're going to have to break free. I did not list Rondell Moore because I had enough wide receivers, so but I I do fully get why you would think about using him. Uh, Jalen Waddle, fifty four hundred nineteen and forty eight hundred, good for forty fifth, twenty first, and forty second. Good God, Yahoo! Waddle faces a Bucks defense that has faced its fair. Uh, fair share of secondary injuries this season. Bucks are 18th in DVOA versus the wide receiver plus 31st in points allowed to the wide receiver position. He will also be taking on cornerback Ross Cockrell, who is the weakest DB on the team, and that's with a rusty Richard Sherman on the team. Plenty of opportunity in the slot this week. I did kind of like um, Devontae Parker as well, uh, but I think I think Waddle's really going to be a beneficiary of this defense. Kadarius Tony, fifty three hundred thirteen and four thousand, good for forty eighth, forty ninth, and sixty second. Nice value for the rookie who had nine targets last week, which he turned into six receptions for seventy eight yards. He also gets to see one of my favorite cornerbacks to target in Jordan Lewis in the slot. Cowboys are thirty second in DVOA versus the wide receiver plus thirtieth in points allowed to wide receivers. It's a really good spot for him this week, and he's well worth the risk for his value and talent. Last but certainly not least for cash, we have Quintez Cephas, 5,113 and 4,300, good for 60th, 49th, and 52nd. 
Q is back in the write-up facing a Vikings defense, 26 in DVOA versus the wide receiver one, 22nd in points allowed to the wide receiver position. He will face off against cornerbacks Patrick Peterson and Bashad Breeland, who are fading quickly this season. You know the Lions will have to keep throwing to stay in this game, and look at the discount. GPP, you're going to notice most of a trend. Most of it is pairings, uh, groupings. So this is like, say, your second second or third options uh, for pairing up with quarterbacks or in your game stack. So that's kind of been the theme. That's kind of the theme this week, at least. Uh, just kind of guys to really consider. DeAndre Hopkins at the top, 7,500, 29, 7,600, good for seventh, third, and third. San Francisco, 17th in DVOA versus the wide receiver one, draws Emmanuel Mosley in coverage this week. Uh, should dominate the matchup, uh, but because of his inconsistency to begin the season, I can only look at him as a GPP possibility. A.J. Brown of the Titans, 6,900, 2,700, good for 15th, 4th, and 11th. Good God, Yahoo. Returns to the lineup against the Jags defense at 24th in DVOA versus the wide receiver, 119th in points allowed to wide receivers. I hate his cost on Yahoo, but he is viable on FanDuel and DraftKings and GPPs. Will he return to his former self is the question. T. Higgins, Bengals, 6,719 and 5,000, good for 18th, 21st, and 34th. When he's on the field, he's been really good. Of course, we knew that he would when he was drafted last season. Back on the field and facing a Packers defense as 31st in DVOA versus the wide receiver two this week. A nice pairing with Chase is stacking against the Packers. Marvin Jones, 6,600, 20, and 5,700 for 19th, 16th, and 24th. Uh, Jones Jr. would have been considered for cash, but LaVisca is the better value this week and has the better matchup. Titans 12th in DVOA versus the wide receiver one, but Marvin has a knack for getting the job done in spots like this and facing a weak corner in Christian Fulton. Kenny Galladay, 6,200, 18, and 5,900, good for 25th, 26th, 20th. He is still priced down this week and really showed up for quarterback Daniel Jones last week when he really needed him. A lot of folks are going to fade him this week against cornerback Trayvon Diggs and the Cowboys who are number or who are first in DVOA versus the wide receiver one. Uh, but Diggs has had issues with bigger wide receivers this season, contrary to the belief that he's an elite corner. Mike Williams and DJ Moore have both taken advantage of him this season, so it remains to be seen if the Giants trust Galladay to get the job done. Got to remember, he's got a shitty offensive coordinator. Alan Lazard, 5,111 and 3,700. Good for 60th, 63rd, and 69th. Risky because he hasn't done anything so far this season, but there is a shot here against cornerback Trey Waynes. Uh, Bengals are 21st in DVOA versus the wide receiver, too, and I would expect to him to be the primary wide receiver across from Adams on the outside. He's either a full game stack option or a complete shot in the dark pivot off of Devontae. You don't attack Seattle. You don't attack Cincinnati up the middle. You attack Cincinnati again on the sides. So the two outside wide receivers are going to be the main beneficiaries. Uh, A lot of people will try to go with Randall Cobb again, and I believe in my estimation that that is really just kind of a mistake. Not going to be a great game from uh, Randall Cobb. Quez Watkins, 4,910 and 3,600, good for 74th, 66th, and 71st. Panthers, 27th in DVOA versus the wide receiver plus, and he gets A.J. Bouye coverage. A plus matchup, but it's a real shot in the dark GPP play. Uh, more of a one and done, but it can pay off on one long touchdown. 
Tight ends, Cash, Darren Waller, 7,400, 7,300, good for first across the board. Bears have been good against the tight end this season, but that's because they haven't really faced an upper echelon tight end outside of TJ Hawkinson, um, who got injured last week. So the Bears are 10th in DVOA versus the tight end and 9th in points allowed to the tight end position. Because of my love for Ruggs and Renfro, I'll probably pass on him for Cash, uh, but I will definitely have a share or two of him in GPP. Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Dallas Goddard first, 6,100, 13, 5,100. Good for fifth, 13th, and fifth. Zach Ertz, 5,011, and 3,400. Good for 18th, 21st, and 14th. uh, Panthers are seventh in DVOA versus tight end and 17th in points allowed to the tight end position. It's like this. Goddard is getting the TDs and Ertz is getting the larger target volume, which he's taking advantage of. Uh, I probably like Ertz just a tad more over Goddard when I look everything over. Mike Zicky. 5,600, 16, and 4,200. Good for 8th, 8th, and 10th. Gazicki's in a terrific spot versus the Bucks. 25th in DVOA versus tight end. 26 in points allowed to the tight end position. Uh, Tampa is always somebody that I like to attack with tight ends. Uh, normally is too risky for cash, but with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, he has found stability, and this may be the last weekend we can say that if Tua is back next week. Oh, my God. I did not write up Hunter Henry. I put him in there, but I did not write it up. I always look for this shit, too. So I'll just give it to you straight on here. Hunter Henry, 5,416 and 3,700. Good for 11th, 8th, and 11th. Uh, has been on the field the most over Janu, even though Janu is getting targets. Um, Houston, 29th in DVOA versus the tight end, 31st in points allowed to the tight end position. Um, let me give you their targets while I'm here. So Janu Smith, the first four weeks, right? So five, five, six, and five. Hunter Henry, three, four, six, and five. But Hunter Henry's been on the field more, so um, been on the field more, had has had more opportunity to share. I'm just trusting Hunter Henry a little bit more in cash. It's a little bit safer. Cameron Brait of Tampa, 5,010 and 3,300, good for 18th, 24th, and 16th. Miami's 20th in DVOA versus tight end and 23rd in points allowed to the tight end position. No Gronk this week, and Miami is weak in the middle of the field. Easy peasy, easy complete punt. Um, but it's a good it's a good punt option. Um, where's my Tampa? Yeah, so Miami in there. It's not bad. Not bad. I don't like to attack on the outside on Miami. It's always in the middle. GPP, got Evan Ingram. Pardon me as I stretch it out. 5,315 and 3,200 go for 12th, 11th, and 18th. He's pretty pricey for a guy who hasn't done shit this season. Uh, Cowboys 30th in DVOA against the tight end, 30th in points allowed to the position. He should have a role in the passing offense with both Sterling Shepard and Darius uh, Slayton out at wide receiver. Nobody's going to want to fucking pay up for that either. Um... Dalton Schultz, 6,200, 19, and 4,400. Good for fourth, fifth, and eighth. He's priced. He's priced way too high. Uh, Schultz would be cash eligible if it wasn't for his price. Who decides he should be priced up that much? It's a good matchup this week against Giants, 24th in DVOA versus tight end. 
Also, our 29th in points allowed to the tight end position. I like Schultz, and he could do worse at the position if you want to move him up into cash. Defense, special teams, you know how this really kind of works. Um, cash options. GPPs are cash options. It all just kind of depends on how much you want to pay, really, right? New England Patriots, first, uh, 5,016 and 4,900. Good for first, ninth at first. Uh, it's a Davis Mills-led Houston team. That's my argument there. Uh, I do like their pricing, though, on Yahoo. Denver Broncos, 4,419 and 4,200. Good for sixth, second, and third. It's Roethlisberger. He's bound to throw a pick or two with him hobbling around. He should be good for a couple of sacks with fumble opportunities. Steelers are 21st in points allowed to opposing defenses so far this season. Um, And that has gone up each week. Yeah, it started out six. Of course, that's the initial entry. Uh, 8th, 9th, 20th, and 21st. So it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Denver, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, 4,016 and 3,300. So the other side of this game. Good for 11th, 9th, and 7th. I'd like to play more if quarterback Drew Locke is starting, but it does look like Teddy Bridgewater uh, is going to be back. Uh, Broncos are still, though, 22nd in points allowed to opposing defenses. Uh, but they also haven't been this cheap to utilize since 2019. So this is more of a like a pricing-type deal. Uh, Broncos have also gone up in points allowed. Uh, 10th, 19th, 18th, and 22nd. So they're hovering right in there. Um, so this should be good to go. Uh, GPP, also known as the pay-down defenses for cash. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 4,800, 18, and 4,700. Good for second, third, and second. Dolphins offensive line does still suck, and the Bucks have a really good pass rush. No one is going to play them at their price, and Miami's 30th in points allowed to opposing defenses. The opportunity is here uh, if they can get the job done. So I don't hate them as the top price, as a high-priced option. Arizona Cardinals, 4,717, 2,900, good for 3rd, 5th, and 11th. So we like the DK price the best. I uh, like to think about using defenses that are going against rookie quarterbacks, but Trey Lance's legs scare me a little bit. The only side I would put play them on is DraftKings, though. Carolina Panthers, 3,800, 18, and 3,400, good for 14th, 3rd, and 6th. Uh, fan duels to play here. Uh, Philly is 17th in points allowed to opposing teams' defenses. I only really consider them on FanDuel, where the price is reasonable. <laughs> Washington football team, 38th, 10th, and 2300, good for 14th, 22nd, and 21st. Why, D-Roy, why? Uh, shouldn't work based off the stats, but Washington still has a hell of a pass rush. Uh, their secondary is a bag of balls, though. Sweaty ones that stick to the side of your leg kind. Um... Yeah, that's a that's a hail mary. That's a hail mary play. That's playing off of what we we expected this year um, versus you know what we've actually got. Um, New Orleans, Jameis Winston can be had. I'm just gonna say, if the New Orleans Saints were smart, they would get Alvin Kamara involved in every single play. Uh, Taysom Hill, of course. As well, Taysom Hill's probably going to score the touchdowns versus uh, Jameis Winston actually throwing any. 
New GPP, also known as the fuck it and play it minimum price for cash, Cincinnati Bengals. 3400 17 and 2500 good for 20th, 5th, and 18th. So not the pay down spot over on uh, Yahoo. Packers offensive line is in shambles right now after they lost another offensive lineman and center Josh Myers this week. You won't get any interceptions because A-Rod is so careful, but there is definitely opportunities for sacks and fumbles. A punt option on both FanDuel and DraftKings, as well as a pivot over the assumed popular punt choice of Houston this week attacking that New England offensive line. I do not 100% know that that's what's going to happen, um, but we've seen it before. We've seen it before. Everybody pays down. Tries to get everybody to fit in there. But, as I said, you got Facebook Live, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. So hit me up over there. I'll be more than happy to answer any questions that you have. But for now, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm going to get something to eat. Got Jets. Falcons. London. Woof. Woof.